Are you ready? Go. It's time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Park Ferme, our MotoGP podcast. And what a weekend it was in Sepang. Race 17 of the season, ninth different winner. Joining me as always, Rob Portman of Ride Fast Magazine. Rob, your thoughts on uh, an intriguing weekend and, and possibly a well-deserved victory for Andrea Dovizioso? Sepang just seems to do it every year. It kind of just throws up these little surprises and you never know where the weather there. I mean, at one stage before the MotoGP race, it looked like Hurricane Katrina was going to hit. It was like the weather was really looking bad. So, uh, you know, I think a good couple of decisions from the, the organizers to just delay the race a little bit because once it got underway, it, it kind of threw up a couple of surprises and a, and a couple of wild cards for the guys to have to deal with. And, you know, the, Ducati and Dovi look good the whole weekend. Uh, the Ducati's always been a, a good handling bike in the wet weather. I think it's more of a case that uh, the wet weather kind of uh, slows down the pace for the Ducati to kind of challenge, and that's exactly what happened again. And Dovi took full advantage of it. It was pretty about Iannone. He was looking really strong at one stage as well. But, um, yeah, you know, Rossi was up there for, for so long, and you kind of thought, right, he's got this in the bag. But, yeah, hats off to Dovi. You know, where has that Dovi been? you know, for, for so long because that's the kind of Dovi that we know can can challenge for the MotoGP title and know that can win a lot more races than he has over his career. So, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend for Ducati, obviously taking the, the, the World Superbike races as well and obviously for, for Dovi. So, uh, throwing another name into into the into the, the winning hat this, this year in MotoGP, a ninth winner of what we've said all along, it's just been an incredible season and... Uh, it's so sad that there's only the one race left now at Valencia, but uh, let's hope uh, we can end the year off uh, with, with another cracker. Why did you have to remind me? Why did you have to remind me that there's only one race left? <laughs> I know. Come on. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I know you're going to be in Valencia and you're going to be there with, with Brad Binder. Um, we'll get to that a bit later on. But uh, we're looking at the race in Sepang and, and yes, the wet weather played a lot, uh, played a big role. Mark Marquez, you, you kind of felt like, you know, taking a risk with that with that carbon sort of disc and, and maybe, you know, not getting quite enough um, out of it and maybe at risk. But yet another crash from Marquez now and you got to wonder like if he hadn't wrapped it up uh, when he did in, in Mategi it could have been very interesting come this part of the season um, yeah I think so. I think look obviously Marquez took the risks that he that he did at Mategi and now in Sepang because the title was wrapped up you know I think had the title not been wrapped up we still would have seen the mature Marquez but the last two races we've definitely seen the old Marquez uh, Creep, uh, creep its head in and uh, taking chances. The carbon discs were, were a risk, but I don't think, you know, he, didn't, he never crashed because of the carbon discs. He, he literally said he crashed because he saw his brake marker, he, he broke an extra 20 meters later, which meant he went into the turn faster and too much lean angle in the wet and, and, and down he went. And it definitely does seem like the Michelin front tires, you know, do struggle a little bit with that full lean angle, especially in the wet. So, yeah, caught Marquez out, but uh, like, he picked the bike up, scored a few points, but I think if the championship wasn't wrapped up, I don't think he would have taken the risks that he did at Motegi and Sepang. But it just shows you, we've touched on it before, 
for the, the different mentality that Marquez has taken into this year up till now. I mean, the last two races being the exception, but uh, a, a mature Marquez for this year, and he picking up points when he had to. But um, you know, the last two races certainly showing uh, that he's still got a little bit of maturity to gain. Uh, if to just iron out those couple of little kinks in the armor that he's got, um, but. Uh, it's enjoyable to see, you know, Marquez take the risks because it does add a bit more, a bit more flavour. And at one stage he was coming, and you thought, right, he's made the, the correct choice with the carbon discs, and I think he did with the carbon discs. But uh, at the end of the day, just pushing a little bit too hard to catch the leaders and and, and losing the front end. Yeah, I mean, another another guy who who um, has had a sensational season as Cal Crutchlow and unfortunately didn't quite go as, go as way. And I know the hand injury obviously played a role there, but what a warrior to still go and ride with that damaged hand. I mean, this guy, you've got to take your cap off to him. He's a fantastic rider, and he definitely has, has been one of the outstanding riders this season. Yeah, he's pretty much proved what I certainly have known for a long time about Cal Crutchlow, that he's more than capable of running at the front and winning races in MotoGP and did it again on the weekend and it's a very strange kind of crash that he had and I mean it didn't look like he was pushing out of control or if you know he was riding above his limits he looked very comfortable there and uh, yeah just that one little thing that's that's been MotoGP the whole year that one little um, mistake or that one little you know extra little something and then you're on your head but uh, Crutchlow had definitely been one of the outstanding riders of, of the season along with Maverick Vinales for me, and um, I'm, I'm keen to see a Crutchlow hopefully on a more factory-supported bike for next year. He had a, a semi-factory-supported bike this year, so uh, let's let's get him on a good bike again next year and uh, start the season off well because he started it off so badly this year that you know he could only really go one way, and that was up for the rest of the year. So he's done that. Let's say, let's hope he has a good pre-season, stays stays nice and healthy and fit, and then hits 2017 with a big bang. Yeah, we can't wait for that. It's a pity it only gets underway in March. We've got a long wait before we see that after Valencia. Valentino Rossi, though, and, and as you mentioned earlier on, it did look like at one point, thought, gee, Valet could go here and, and claim the under uh, the victory in, in Sepang. It uh, looked very comfortable. showed that he was, he is, there's a reason he's nine-time world champion, but he looked in control. It's just a pity Dovi was was so much faster on the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was rooting for Rossi because I, I'd like to see him win another race before the end of the year. Um, the good thing that did come out of Sepang, uh, apart from not winning the race, was obviously he's shown up second in the championship. So for him, that's a big thing. You know, he really wanted to show Yamaha that he's still the number one rider, and he did so by beating Lorenzo in the championship and pretty much the whole year he's, he's had one over Lorenzo but uh, you know, he was so close but uh, I could see Dovi just kind of playing the waiting game at the beginning and and even though Rossi looked very comfortable throughout the whole race Dovi just had that more grip available towards the end of the race and, and Rossi still stood after the race you know he just started losing the front a bit and the rear was coming around and you know, he did the, the reasonable thing and he backed off a bit. He picked up uh, the second place, which is good enough for the championship. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Dobby, the Ducati certainly really does work well in those in those conditions where the lap times, you know, are not as fast as they are in the dry. So, uh, Lorenzo would have looked at that and he would have taken positives from that for next year. And, uh, you know, let's just hope that that pushes Dobby and the Ducati on even further to challenge the, the Hondas and the Yamaha just a little bit more. Well, let's hear now from Valentino Rossi chatting to MotoGP after the race. And uh, 
he seemed like he was rather satisfied with wrapping up second place. Yeah, I, um, I did um, a great battle with the Anone, uh, but when I was able to overtake, uh, I, I was very optimistic, and I feel I can go. But after, uh, when uh, the water came less, uh, I started to have a problem with the front tire on the right. I had two moments, and I have to slow down. Uh, it's, it's a shame because for sure uh, we want to try to win, but it's good uh, for uh, for the second place in the championship. Rob, in terms of Valentino Rossi's future, he said he wants to ride till he's 40. Do you think uh, that he that he can compete with with this crop currently? I mean, he's proved it this season that uh, he's not aging. He's still a quality, world class MotoGP rider. But do you think he can can maintain this for another season, another season or two? I think so. Eh? I think he's, um, you know, he's a very young at heart kind of person, is Valentino Rossi. So, I mean, even though you look at him, you wouldn't think he's 37 years old. You'd think he's, you know, maybe early 30s. Um, he's just that kind of spunky, spontaneous. He looks ultra fit. He looks after himself. So, um, he, he proved it in the season that he's got what it takes with, it. you know, more pole positions, I think, than he had this season than he did the year, the year before. So, uh, still, you know, finishing on the podium, still winning races. So I don't see why not. I, I could honestly see him going till even past 40, maybe 42, 43. We saw Max Biaggi do it in World Superbikes, and there's no doubt that Rossi's um, you know, much more groomed kind of rider than Max Biaggi, and he's looked after himself a lot better. So, uh, and look, for MotoGP, there's no doubt. MotoGP need Rossi in, in the paddock and on the grid for as long as possible. So I think behind the scenes, we don't know the full story, but I think Rossi's salary from Yamaha and what he makes from his BR46 apparel, I think that's jump change to what Dorna are paying him and will offer him in the future just to stay in MotoGP and stay racing because, I mean, let's face it, Ron Valentino Rossi is MotoGP. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can see him for at least, we've got him for another two years at least, and then let's hope for another two years after that. I'll take it. I'll take it. I think, I think look, he's, uh, he, he's a legend of the sport already, uh, but I have to agree with you. We have to have him. You have to have the characters in the sport. And he is one of the showbiz characters of MotoGP. Say what you want about Marquez, about the rest of the guys. Valentino Rossi, there's a sea of yellow all the time. Maybe down the line we'll have a sea of Marquez fans. But he just brings that showbiz element. So let's move along quickly now to um, Johan Zarco. Uh, first ever double Moto2 world champion and thoroughly deserved his title. He is one hell of a rider. Yeah, he's another rider that came from the, the Red Bull rookies crop of riders. So it just shows you that that uh, form of, of, of racing really does work, obviously, because Brad came from there as well. So uh, an incredible season. I, I, I wouldn't say dominated the season. Uh, you know, a lot of riders around him, Alex Rin, Sam Lowe's, certainly kind of handed it to him in a way by... by throwing it down the road more often than not. Um, but he did what he needed to do. He stayed on the bike. He picked up um, results when he needed to. He picked up the points. And, uh, yeah, another incredible season. He's definitely a talent to watch out for, especially going to MotoGP next year on the Tech 3 MR. He's a name to remember. And speaking to Brad and, and his team, obviously they're kind of in the same team. Obviously, he's our coach on the Moto2 bike. But uh, he's very highly rated in the paddock. And, um I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do in the future. And, and it's a good thing for South Africa um, to look at and for Brad Binder because the team that Brad Binder is effectively riding for next year, okay, albeit they're going to be on a KTM 
um, ran kind of a Moto 2 bike just with a Honda engine. But it's two titles in a row now for that team that Brad's going to. So it's an experienced team that know the Moto 2 paddock and they know how to win. So all things looking good for, for a great season next year for, for Brad and uh, Oliveira, his teammate. Although this weekend, Darren had the bragging rights, didn't he? <laughs> he did, and uh, it wasn't a good weekend at all for Brad because he lost a bet um, with his team and had his head shaved off <laughs> the next day, his hair shaved off, I should say. So, uh, yeah, we now have a, a, a bald uh, Moto3 world champion. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's see, maybe it'll make him a little bit lighter on the bike, which means it'll go faster, but... Uh, yeah, it's, just, it just, it's been a, a great season. It just shows you how that team gels and Brad loves the team and they love him so much that they can do little things like this and post it over social media. And, it's, you know, it's just it's just one big happy family. And big up to Darren for, for again, picking up points in Sepang. It wasn't easy. Um, spoke to his dad afterwards and Darren said the bike wasn't feeling great. And But, again, another mature ride from Darren to, to pick up more championship points to finish 11th. Could have easily thrown it down the road like uh, many other riders did. But... Uh, picked up the points and will be on a KTM for next year that's, that's been confirmed so Fantastic. same team but on KTM bikes and he'll start testing those soon so uh, yeah fingers crossed that, that Darren can do what Brad does this year no doubt um, he can he's got the talent and the ability so yeah watch out for another potential Binder World Champion exciting times exciting times Rob Portman thanks very much for your time remember to catch us on csduplicy.co.za on the Ginger's Perspective as well as cliffcentral.com and remember to get your copy of Ride Fast magazine now uh, Rob one last thing how's the merch going can people still get hold of you to get Binder merch